Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right. Are they copying the Houston Texans up in Washington? Is D'Amico Ryan's a trendsetter, defensive head coach for a team with a high pick looking for a quarterback? Cowherd put this out there yesterday. You know, I'm not always uh, – Cowherd's got some takes that were, uh, I think, are a little sideways. This one I – this one I was willing to listen to. Here's Colin Cowherd laying out the Washington Commanders offseason. Dan Quinn should take care of the defense. Um, the cap space should take care of the O-line and some roster deficiencies. And the young wide receiver talent will take care of whoever the young quarterback is. And we know where a young quarterback lands really, really matters. You also have a sharp GM from San Francisco, Adam Peters. Uh, to spend all that free agent money. So Drake May is probably going to Washington, so an East Coast kid can stay on the East Coast, Drake May, whose comp is Justin Herbert. It's a pretty good comp. I've watched enough of him. I see a lot of Justin Herbert. Big kid, moves well, power arm. Good player. Yeah. Uh, Drake May, Drake, Drake May, welcome to your comp. That'll be your comp That's, forever, according to Colin That is your comp, Cowher. and that is what you are married to forever. Yep. The very person who gave you that comp never intended it to be used literally like that. Um, as uh, Basically, anything that happens from now forward with Drake May, uh, Colin Coward is going to say, well, this is how... Jared, God, this is how uh, this is how Justin Herbert would have done it. So yep. this is exactly how Drake Mayo. That do is it. your yeah. comp. Um, so he lays out a, 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 a you know a, a an off season here for the for the Commanders. I think lays out a lays out a picture of a team that that is obviously it's a bottom feeding team. They're picking second in the drafts, but I think it's a pretty similar situation to the Texans last year with the hire of Dan Quinn. Colin Cowherd thinks it's real similar to the Texans. You know what this sounds like? The Houston Texans, number two pick. Cap space, defensive coach, a connection to the San Francisco culture, some interesting wide receivers, and the previous seven, eight years, a laughable either executive office or owner. And C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans turned it around. Laughing stock to the playoffs. Laughing stock to a playoff win in one year. 
So I think Washington's a really good job. Does the comp of Washington to Houston hold water for you, Seth Payne? I, you know, in a weird way, I don't. I, like, okay, I don't. I'm, he's not trying to make like a perfect comparison or anything. There's a lot of no, differences, obviously. For sure. I do think that he's pointing out that yeah, there there is an avenue to the team getting a lot better, faster, perhaps than people thought. Except that I like that you can say that about every every single team every year. That's why it was so annoying and so frustrating last year that. Guys like Colin Coward thought it was such an impossibility that the Texans might actually do something with a defensive-minded head coach. And, oh, the second choice at quarterback, who's so clearly and obviously not as good as, as Bryce Young. Like, all, that's what was so annoying. So, yeah, I think, I think lots of teams are kind of like the Texans were this year. In any given year, there's a really good chance that that team might turn around. In terms of the laughingstock part of it, I think in, in a weird way, I didn't really look at Washington as a laughing stock last year because they'd gotten rid of the biggest problem, which was Daniel Snyder. So I don't, I, I think a lot of people are in wait and see mode and they knew that Washington was just kind of treading water with, with brand new owners that took over. When did they officially take over? Like August of in the In year? the summer, it was July or August. Yeah. 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 Like right before, right before camp. the season. Yeah. So I don't think they were, I think they were, they're in a, in terms of how they're perceived, I think that Washington's actually in a more stable spot. Remember, I mean, a lot of people, myself included, were pointing out Washington as like, man, you know what? This might be the best coaching job. Yeah. They've got a number two overall pick. That's what it begins and ends with. Okay, kid, you have an avenue to go out and get a potentially really good quarterback. And Washington does have that. And they've got a better roster, I think, than than people realize. So, yeah, I, don't, I, I would say it's in him comparing Washington – to the Houston Texans, I find myself insulted yet again okay. because I don't think he's acknowledging like how far the Texans actually had to turn it around. Well, th there's that. I think there's two big things that, and, and I'm with you on like, yeah, there's elements to it. There's certainly, you, you, you know, if you squint hard enough, you can go, yeah, they look kind of alike, you know, that sort of thing. I think the two biggest things that that are being ignored, and we're going to hear evidence of the first one in just a, a few minutes here because we've got audio from the. Um, our sister station in Washington, D.C. yesterday afternoon, their reaction to the Dan Quinn hire is that D'Amico Ryans is beloved in Houston. This was a this was hailed as the prodigal son returning to Houston. This was it was nearly unanimous on a freaking Twitter poll where 2000 people voted that this was the right move. Ninety eight percent to two percent. That ain't Dan Quinn in Washington. I would I would say if Dan Quinn hires a really good offensive coordinator and the offense looks good with the rookie quarterback next year, but the record's not all that good, I think there could be clamoring that Dan Quinn get fired and they promote whoever the offensive coordinator is so he doesn't leave the OC, leave for yeah. another job. I think that could yeah. happen. I think the other thing, too, and I didn't notice this the first time we vetted this topic, Seth, but I noticed it this time, is that Adam Peters is the new GM in Washington, and Colin Coward is kind of treating it like he's already a good GM. Because he's because coming he from, San from, yeah, yeah, like from San Francisco, yeah, like from San Francisco, yeah, yeah, like he's he, he's already treating it like they got a good young GM. Like Nick Casario is a seasoned GM. Like Nick Casario has made two years worth of successes and failures and taken his bumps. You know, it hasn't all been perfect, um, but he's made some good moves as well. Obviously, we don't know what Adam Peters is as a general manager. We just know he comes from a place with a great culture that's been really, really good at evaluating talent, and he's probably been part of that. You know, that's all yeah. we know. I, I I think I think just sort of throwing in that you've got a GM 
as if that GM is going to make the right picks like the Texans did last year is a big assumption in all this. It's uh, And then the the biggest thing of all of this is just, all right, who, which quarterback do you get? Yeah. Let's do, you up Caleb, is it, do you end up getting Caleb Williams? Is Drake May any good? Does Bo Nix fly up the board? Who knows? Who knows at this point? Um, like that's that's If you have a good GM and you have a good quarterback and he ends up you know, getting the right offensive coordinator, then yeah, he'll be he'll be just fine for the short term. It, it is as it is with D'Amico though, and every defensive minded coach now. Yeah, you got the big hurdle. This is where I am, Sean. This is my two my two new theories and philosophies I've decided. When it comes to running backs, I would actually prefer to take a running back on his third contract than his second contract because so many guys just fall off a cliff in their second contract. Turns out they don't have any cartilage in their knees, mm-hmm. and uh, they're 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 commentators by the time they're thirty. You make it the third contract, and you're doing all right. With a defensive-minded head coach, the first big hurdle, the genuine hurdle is, okay, you lose that offensive coordinator. What do you do? Yeah. You know, Mike Tomlin Mike, Mike Tomlin had to do it in, in Pittsburgh, obviously. Um, you know, Pete Carroll, I mean, you could argue that Pete Carroll never really genuinely figured it out. It, it, you can blame it on Russell Wilson, but whatever. Um, you know, Bill Belichick was challenged somewhat, but he managed to have Bill O'Brien and Josh McDaniels kind of tag team the deal over the course of two decades. So that's the big hurdle for D'Amico as well as Dan Quinn or anybody else. Yeah, as far as the number two pick goes, this is our sister station, 106.7 The Fan. Uh, the Grant and Danny show uh, is their afternoon show. Here was Grant Paulson yesterday on how crucial, kind of echoing what Seth just said, how crucial the number two pick will be, not only to the team being successful, but making the Dan Quinn hire not nearly as big a topic. Also, the number two pick is the whole deal. And a lot of this is just me talking myself into not being crestfallen today. But the GM hire was good. Is the number two quarterback pick the guy? Because if Drake Mays, Justin Herbert, Dan Quinn's fine. If Drake May doesn't go to and you take Jaden Daniels, and Jaden Daniels is Lamar Jackson, whatever. You, you just found yourself an MVP caliber quarterback. You gotta hit on that pick, and it can make today a footnote. Yeah, crestfallen is my favorite word from that uh, from that cut right there. That's a great word, crestfallen. That's how they felt in Washington yesterday, crestfallen. In fact, here is Danny Ruhr, who is uh, whose name I'm sure I'm butchering, uh, but he's Grant's co-host. Um, I think he laid it out. This is how people are feeling about the Dan Quinn hire in Washington. Waiting around, waiting for seven other teams to select their guy. You didn't select anybody, and you went. This guy, like it, I would have loved it had they been excited. Like if they were juiced up and he had blown them away, I, at least I'd understand that. Do you know what I mean? Like your point about how how we got here is true. I mean, I, I think two people turned them down for you know different different ways, different reasons, or whatever. We don't know the, the totality of it. Yeah, I know, and I wonder. <laughs> so Ben Johnson and Bobby Sloak, I, I presume who he's talking about, and turned them down. And it, but it's not. I don't get the sense that. And it hasn't been reported that those guys were officially offered the job mm-hmm. and then turned down Washington. It, Washington was trying to be careful and methodical about this, but in doing so, everybody else had gotten hired and all the spots were filled up. And if you're Ben Johnson, you're Bobby Slowick, and you're getting this huge pay, like, I don't know how big the pay raises were, but presumably a pretty big pay bump to stick around. Well, it, like, put yourself in Bobby Slowick's shoes. I'm talking to the commanders. They seem to like me, but they're on their way to interview Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson again. And, like, 
But meanwhile, the Texans are offering me an increase in pay. So I'm one of three, at least. Maybe in whoever else was still out there. Quinn, the guy they hired. Oh, yeah, Quinn, yeah. So one in, <laughs> yeah. I'm one of four, at yeah. least. I'm one of four, at least, right now, versus the bird in the hand. And him and Ben Johnson both may have been like, all right, that's enough, man. I got to I gotta get moving. I got to get out to the senior bowl. I got to do all this. Yeah. And so, and I think the way Washington went about it, if I were a Washington fan, I think what I might be thinking is like, all right, this is cool. We got this new owner who seems to be super into analytics and everything, but he hired this committee to come be a part of the job search that includes an NBA executive and whomever else. And I feel like this might be death by committee. You know, this might, this might be overthinking what's joke, it. What's the joke I heard this weekend was like, what's a, what's a camel is a horse designed by committee. It's it, like you start, <laughs> a horse that was designed by. I love committee. that. It's like somebody was like, "No, you know what this thing needs is a hump. A hump. Should it be one hump or two? I don't know. Maybe three. I don't know. What a hump? Yeah. Trying to appease everybody. <laughs> That's great. That's funny. So, so like, yeah, I feel like they might have overcommitted to this thing. Yeah. And instead of just kind of going at some point, going with your gut and offering a wad of cash to somebody, they just kept pedaling. They just kept treading water. Hey, you know, like even maybe in the worst of times with the Texans, they proved that committees aren't really the way to go. Because remember when they were when they were looking for the new head coach and GM in early 2021, and they had Tony Dungy involved, and they had they had a bunch of people involved. They had a they had a what a, a, a search firm. They had Corn yeah. Ferry involved. They had a bunch of internal people. Hey, man, ultimately, they just uh, jumped a flight up to New England, Jack Easterby, and uh, snagged Nick Casario, and that's worked out just fine. They ignored the committee. <laughs> I can't find – I guess that's an old saying. I, I can't remember where I saw it recently. <laughs> I love, but a camel is a horse designed by You can't find yeah. it? Then go ahead and take credit for it. How's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Bob Myers, the Golden State GM, and Rick Spielman, the former Minnesota Vikings GM, join an advisory committee to guide the commanders in their search for a new head head of football ops and a head coach. So they went and found Adam Peters, yeah, who Colin Cowherd has dubbed a great GM, um, yeah. and uh, and they went and found Dan this, Quinn, who is they found uh, a camel. They they, they drew up a, a they drew camel? up a sketch of a camel. Can we give it a horn? Yeah. Can we give it a, a horn on its Dude. on its no, on oh. its nose? I'd I'm like just, to have a horn on its nose, I'm just like so, a unicorn. I'm so happy that they hired D'Amico Ryans. I'm just I'm looking down at this list of the five head coaches hired last year. Frank Reich, yeah. bust. Jonathan Gannon, we'll see. Shane Steichen, good hire. Sean Payton would have been insufferable. And D'Amico Ryans for president of the universe. Well, this is – I mean, look, this is all – you know, we know how this goes. You know, the very, usually, usually the coach that's most hyped up uh, ends up not being all that. And then a lot of times the coach who is most like Nick Sirianni or Pete Carroll or Bill Belichick, all those guys were treated like, ah, I don't know, this is uninspiring. And they ended up works well, out. Well, Sirianni worked out for the kind of, and then I don't know what the hell. We'll see. On. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, that goes to show you, you kind of, you vacillate from one year to the next. Yeah. Um, as far as this year goes, though, the, the, the most curious criticism I've seen about the Washington hire was that, that Bill Belichick was out there. How could you not hire him? Like that, I have to say, okay, seven other teams also knew that Bill Belichick was out there and turned their nose up at him. So yeah. I'm not going to criticize Washington for not hiring a guy that nobody else wanted to hire. Sure. That's, uh, that's, that's where I am on that now one. Now, that said, there's some big names out there for next year. Uh, Schefter laid this out in a, in a tweet. I mean, Belichick is out there, you know, in a year removed from how it ended in New England. 
Uh, Pete Carroll will be out there. I could see a team wanting Pete Carroll, even at 72 or 73. Mike Vrabel's the big one. If I had to guess, Mike Vrabel will be one of the one of the the, the highly sought after ones next year. Eventually, you got to feel like Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn. Anthony Weaver worked his way into several head coaching conversations. Yeah. He was a guy that these the guys I was listening to in Washington yesterday would have been much more hyped about having Weaver than Dan Quinn. Um, Schefter lists Eric Bieniemy, who I think it feels like the ship has sailed on Eric Bieniemy. There's no disrespect to him. It's just his interview. Like I think the only interview he got this cycle was with the team he was the OC for last year, the Washington Commanders. I'd be interested if I were one of those guys. Like ideally, what's the what's the thing that you would suggest? Somebody like Ben Johnson, who's been in it a couple of years now. I, you know, at least part of it is that he wants to, like he got a pay raise, and then he also wants to stick around and like maybe see this thing through and go mm-hmm. to a Super Bowl. But then the other part of it would be. And I think sometimes people are skeptical of this, but I, I 100% believe that a lot, sometimes it's 100% true. Is the guys that just want to they want to hone their like vision and a, and head coaching plan or strategy or like their just their their leadership ability, whatever it might be. I guess the but you don't always have that much time to work on that stuff as a as a football coach. Where would you send them? Would you send them like off to like some leadership? Boot camp or something um, for three weeks. I don't know. You can't even do that. You don't really have three weeks. I'm to do a big it. believer. Yeah, I mean, it. You don't have much time to do it, which is sometimes why you got to take two or three years as a coordinator. You know, it right, takes a long really, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm yeah. a big believer in that. You learn the most from doing and and observing right, people doing. Yeah, but you don't really. I mean, this is the problem with leadership in football is that there's very few genuine leadership positions. Yeah. Um, like where you're the actual decision maker, where you make decisions with your gonads on the line. Yeah. And that's where I think that like there is like like the military does a really good job with formal instruction and leadership. But yeah, part of what they do is they they put guys in position where they have to lead. Yeah. You know, in training or what have you. Like you're leading today. Yeah. Um like in football, yeah, maybe it's a matter of just working with the head coach that you're with about like getting taking the initiative to be in charge of things and and on more of a uh, like on more like you're the actual head coach of the offense or head coach of the defense I would be at every big league meeting thing that coaches head coaches normally go to I would see if I could go and then I would try to be there not to network to get a job I I probably would network to get a job but part of my being there to your point would be to just pick the brains of guys who are there and they're available to you sitting in the bar one night over a drink and just Picking their brains and getting anecdotes and examples of leadership for them, I think it's always better to me than the you know than the seminars and stuff like that. Um, all right, um, Patrick Mahomes going for Super Bowl number three. It's gonna the the goat conversation is gonna pick up steam even with Mahomes only in about his what sixth full season as a starting quarterback. Where does his old man rank him on the all time list of goats? Patrick Mahomes senior. How does Patrick Mahomes feel like this is where his dad is ranking him? We will have that for you coming up next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put 
put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, now Patrick Mahomes has a unique situation. Not totally unique, but uh, more unique than most in that he's got a he's got a dad who is a professional athlete in another sport too like a lot of times you see second generation and it's the same sport pat mahomes dad pat mahomes senior um was a uh, was a, a pretty good pitcher of major league baseball for a while back in the day it's, uh, it's funny i've never heard anybody talk about how important pat mahomes baseball background is to his off platform throws before uh yes <laughs> i don't know if you notice but he throws sidearm from time to time this yes. is ai sean talking to you <laughs> I, I pulled some patrick his- mahomes is a high school college football player mm-hmm. who that's uh, most most uh, most AI articles you can tell within like three sentences. Like, oh, okay, if it's AI, AI. Yep. yeah. Um, but uh, Pat Mahomes Senior was on ESPN Radio this week. He pitched for a, uh, a decade plus in in MLB in the '90s and early 2000s. He was on with Evan Cohen, who was hosting Mike Greenberg's show. And during the interview, Cohen asked whether the elder Mahomes believes his son is the greatest quarterback ever. My apologies, I don't have the audio, but I do have the quote here. Um, And Mahomes says, I like this, this is a little bit of tough love. That's still to be determined. He's got a ways to go. This is on his son being number one. I have mad respect for Tom Brady, and I grew up as a Joe Montana fan. Patrick is on the right trajectory, but right now I would still say those guys are better. So he's got his son third all-time in the GOAT conversation, which I think is actually, that's a pretty good argument. I think... Man, Mahomes is catching up on Brady. Obviously, he's not going to. He needs a few more years to get to six Super Bowls or seven in the case of Brady with that extra Tampa Bay Super Bowl. But man, the first—if you're comparing the first seven years of both guys, like Mahomes is right there, if not ahead. Especially if he wins this one and he has three, then the seven years of Brady and the seven years of Mahomes are—they're right there with each other. You know, they're—they're—they are right there with each other. Yeah, I guess um, the he said that. Was he talking about Tom Brady when he said he was damn near perfect in all of his Super Bowls? Uh, I didn't get down to that quote. Or he's not Brady, you would have been talking about Montana. Montana, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Montana didn't lose. Winning the Super four, Bowl. yes, he says he says yeah. this. Tom Brady is the best as of right now, and Joe Montana, how can you dispute the things he did? 
winning four Super Bowls and being damn near perfect in all of them. So, yes, Montana. Right now, they're still yeah. ahead. Patrick is coming. He's always Patrick, my number one quarterback, though. Patrick was outplayed by Jalen Hurts in last year's Super Bowl. Barely even counts as a championship ring, in my opinion. He was handed it so. to him with a cheap pass interference or defensive holding call. That's right. There. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's uh, so. That's what Pat Mahomes Sr. probably says. Mm-hmm. He's right, that's how he keeps him Ultra hungry. critical. Yeah. yeah. That's how Barry Sanders' dad was. Look right. how well it worked out for that. Barry Sanders just one day said, like, screw this. I'm done. Yeah. Can't even. My dad can't even. Like, Barry Sanders' dad would just gush and gush and gush about how Jim Brown was the man and nobody would ever be close to him or anything like that. I, I Probably in his mind, he was keeping Barry hungry. And at some point, Barry was like, man, I'm a full-grown man. Enough of this crap. I'm playing for the Lions. Probably not going to make a championship game for another 20 years from now. I'm done. I'm done. Screw you, dad. Mahomes sitting down with his old man. He's like, I, I won. I won two Super Bowls. I mean, I got two so far. Just the first couple of years, just the first like three or four years, I got two. Yeah, but one of them, there was a defensive holding call at the end of the mm-hmm. game that handed the game to you. What the hell, Dad? I thought you were yeah. my dad, man. I thought you were, what the hell. <laughs> um, he's on his way though, man. Like this is this, they, this is a big one for him. The are they still? Are, what's the what's the line on this game right now? Oh, good question. It had gone back up to San Francisco two. So let's see here for a second. Um, the I like line. that Nick Bosa is using some gamesmanship. He he was asked yesterday about the offensive line, and I should point out the the sound clip that's going around is Nick Bosa just saying they hold a lot, talking about the Kansas City offensive tackles. Yeah, which they do. They're very very penalized, but. Like the the reporter had specifically said something about how they're the most penalized offensive line. I, the the Chiefs' offensive line, in some respects, plays that game that the Patriots used to play, which is all right. Look, we're gonna no. You know who was Seattle was really good at it with their defensive backs. Like all right, look, they, they can't call every penalty, so we're gonna go ahead and we're just gonna push the envelope. Seattle, the Legion of Boom was awesome at it. Maybe look, look, they're they're only going to call so many defensive holdings or interferences in a game. Yep. We're going to really, really be push the envelope, and maybe we get more penalties, but the sum total of it's going to work out in our favor. You, you get a little bit of that feel with the Kansas City offensive line. So I think Nick Bosa just being blunt about it, maybe it's good plants a little seed in the officials' minds mm. about like, all right, you're going to just just going to let this happen on the biggest stage. Yeah, huh? all right. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, San Francisco minus two. Is the okay. uh, is the current line so basically a coin flip, pretty much. Would you put where would you put Pat Mahomes on the all time quarterback? Third, list right I think I like his dad's rankings right there. I although yeah. I I have John Elway very high up my rankings, higher than most. Uh, yeah. John Elway getting some of the Bronco teams that he got to a Super Bowl. I mean, only to have their heads handed to them. I, that that's tough. But boy, those were not very talented Denver teams, and Elway was able to get to a few Super Bowls, and then he eventually got over the hump and won a couple of them at the end of his career. I think Elway is the most physically gifted out of all of those guys that are in that conversation. Elway is the one that it's it's weird that it's almost like his two Super Bowl championships. I feel like they almost hurt him more than help him because he wasn't at the peak of his powers when he won those Super Bowls. Yeah, the Terrell like, Davis championships. Yeah, you think of that man in the Gary Kubiak, Mike Shanahan system and all of like he just wasn't as good as he as he had been in his prime. Yep. If he'd won if, if you could remember those Super Bowls as him just absolutely dealing and shredding people, then maybe it would change it a little bit. But I don't know. Where um, are you? So you put so you put Elway above Peyton Manning? I put Elway above Peyton Manning. I do. Yep. 
But I'll wait about Peyton Manning. I've got bad because you know, like I didn't. It's like I like I watched Otto Graham or went in deep on Johnny Unitas. Yeah, anytime, you know, I anytime I have these conversations, yeah. to me, it's got to be somebody I watched in my lifetime. Right, like I, right. I, I, yeah, like I, which it, takes all time out of it. So it's more right. almost like it's the modern passing era of quarterback. Well, I think most people use it in football as the Super Bowl era. You know, that's yeah. still a manageable era. It's only fifty. Eight years, um, kind of, but then you got to include Staubach in it. It's not like I know, I like I really genuinely can appreciate Staubach. I think Mahomes, and you know, I'm not a huge Mahomes guy. I think he, I think he's he might be top five, man. And I know it's yeah. only been six years. He might be top five right now. I, I don't Peyton think his Manning, dad's off I, base at all. I have to, I have to put Peyton Manning above Pat Mahomes, just it, it, at least partly because. I know you look at Manning right now and you think like, okay, well, gosh, he doesn't even like. I don't know if he'd, I don't know if he'd start for some teams. That's extreme. But I mean, I you know what? I don't know if some teams would look at him as a prospect and think, yeah, that's the guy we got to have. Would he be the because, number one overall pick in a draft in twenty twenty nine nineteen ninety eight? Peyton. Right, would because be they, a- they really want you to have some level of athletic ability now, and I don't know if you would have passed the muster, right? <laughs> I, mean, he, I mean, he had yeah. some, obviously. He played <laughs> in the NFL, but yeah. Well, no, but it's not by like modern quarterback athletic ability. Like right, actual right. Running ability, able to run. You know? No, I, yeah, no, no, I yeah. knew what you meant. I knew what you so, meant. So, but like he and Brady just kind of re-engineered expectations for what you should get and expect out of your quarterbacks. Yeah. So that was, uh, there's like a pioneer element there. Where the like those two bridged the old the old NFL passing league and the current one. Not to mention Peyton's constant whining about rules and everything uh, ended up making <laughs> making a lot of the rules easier for quarterbacks. Which quarterback did you forget about all time and Super Bowls and everything else in your ten years? Which one yeah. did you hate playing against the most? Uh, well, you know, Marino. Even as Marino is old and slow, his release was so fast that yeah. it sucked. Like as a defensive lineman. You'd feel like, oh, I'm gonna get a really nice hit on Dan Marino. Oh, there he goes. Um, the so like that part of it in the Mike Vick. Mike Vick sucked mm. because uh, like it <laughs> didn't. You could play the perfect game except for two plays, yeah. and you lose. So that sucked. Like most, this is why this is why defensive coaches so often will fall in love with a, a super athletic quarterback yeah. because they know how hard it's impossible to game plan for them. So like they might, you know, in their minds, it's like, oh. If I could just get him to do what he did to us, you know, mm-hmm. back in 2005, mm-hmm. every single game. Um, so there was that. Elway, Elway, I would say Elway because of, yes, that offense was a whole lot more than just John Elway. But because Elway executed it so well, like as a defensive lineman, when you bite on the play action and all of a sudden Elway, who's barely able to run and he's hobbling around, is like, 30 yards away from you down on the other, like rolling out on a bootleg to the other numbers. It's just exhausting. Yeah. You know? And then he could still, he could still tear you apart because he was so savvy by that point. Um, so I guess I'd fall into, for the guys I played against, I think it would still be Elway because yeah. he was a part of that offense at the time. I was expecting Steve McNair to be in that list for you as well, just because oh, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what it was like to hit him. <laughs> you, you, you're great yeah, at describing that. he was frustrating. That. No, he was really frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, that, that game where I could have had five sacks and I only <laughs> ended up with two. I had a two-sack game, which I was like, I've never been more angry about myself afterwards. Then when I like had two sacks, you could have had so many because I could have had five yeah. if it were any other quarterback other than Steve McNair. Yeah, yeah, and he also yeah like same thing in the AFC Championship game. Like we we had a we had a good down go, and then all of a sudden he decided to just run seventy yards on us. Yeah, he's one of and those guys too. Yeah, right? yeah, and he's just he was so strong. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, um, we are heading to Vegas on Sunday. So the next show you hear from us after this upcoming segment will be live from Radio Row at Mandalay Bay. Yingling Flight getting us there. Low T Center as well. We thank them for getting us to uh, to Vegas on Sunday. Shows on Monday, Monday through Friday. It's going to be a great week of radio. We promise you that. Live from Las Vegas. First time in four years we're headed back to the um, to the Super Bowl. Speaking of which, one of the big events during Super Bowl week for NFL fans has Mike Florio back in HOA Florio mode. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got angry old man Florio. We got angry old man Florio big time. He's angry with Roger Goodell big time. We'll have that for you coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, so we're headed to Vegas on Sunday. We'll be out there Sunday afternoon. Seth and I will be on the air. Bright and early, 4 a.m. Vegas time. We're going to – we're flying southwest, so I'm going to bring my blood sugar testing kit. So just like Mark Andrews. <laughs> just in case, yeah. Maybe I could be a hero on a, on a southwest flight if somebody goes low blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seth Payne, former defensive lineman, hero on a plane. Um, so we get out what's there. A, what's, a, what's a medical emergency that you could help out most in? Boy, that's not a long <laughs> list. Um, <laughs> I would say. Hey, 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 have you guys checked to see if that guy's just drunk? Maybe. Uh, maybe he's drunk. That's a- <laughs> yes. I know because I've been drunk many times, <laughs> such as right now. <laughs> he Mark seems Andrews. a lot like me. Mark Andrews recognized hypoglycemia because he's diabetic. Right. So, yeah, you oh, can, dude. You can recognize I can drunkenness. easily sniff out a high blood alcohol content for sure. I'm basically a walking breathalyzer is what I am. Yeah. Or just hangry. That's a form of low blood sugar. <laughs> that, is- that guy's hangry. You know how I know? I am too. Your snacks suck. Nice pretzel bag. Oh, want a piece, eh? Uh, yeah. Um, no, probably I would probably be able to provide maybe like a Band-Aid for my backpack for a small laceration if someone were to cut themselves. Here's a Band-Aid, yeah. sir. Your um, fanny pack. Yeah, <laughs> my fanny pack. Fanny packs have made a comeback, though, haven't they? A little they? bit, a little bit. They're kind of like, but people carry them differently. 
They're like they don't carry them on their on their waist. They carry them like around it's their over shoulders the shoulder. Like Figgy carries a yeah. bag like over his shoulder. He can pull that off. He's it's and, and it's like like a designer bag too. You know what I mean? It's, it's a fanny pack shoulder bag. Fanny pack it's a shoulder fanny bag. Purse. That's, a fanny purse. That's clearly made by a like a, a an elite designer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's. It's not, you know, it's not like a fanny pack you buy like in a, it's in a bin in Academy. It's not or nylon like and Velcro like <laughs> right, our It's seven ninety nine, and they're trying to get rid of all of them before the new models come out. Yeah, exactly. I feel like a, it's a long time coming that the fanny pack would make up a stronger comeback with all the crap we have to carry these days. I know, I know. I think about that all the time. I've always got stuff falling out of my pockets, man, because I like yeah. wearing sweats. Um, so among the things that take place next week in Vegas for football fans that aren't in Vegas. There's a lot of things, you know, they got the award show. There's be, there'll be plenty, plenty of content. You know, the, t- the all the shows will be there on TV. Um, I don't know if other radio shows in Houston are going to go there, but we'll be there for you. Um, the Roger Goodell Super Bowl press conference is always an interesting one. And I don't know what the big topic will be at this one, but we know in previous years, like there was a time yeah. where there was a time where the big topic was kneeling during the anthem. There was a time right. where concussions were a big topic at the Roger Goodell press yes, conference. Yes, the the, the uh, COVID the, COVID was a big topic at one. Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Um, the discipline, what uh, the the player conduct policy. Yes, that was yes. a big topic. Oh, good call. Do we, yeah, is anybody up in arms about anything right I now? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to think. Other than like conspiracy theories about the NFL wanting Taylor Swift and Trevor's, but that's not like that's that's not mainstream necessarily. That's just the stuff that you see. I'm just spitballing. This might not be the biggest one, but this is the first one that popped into my head when you asked the question. Officiating. I feel like uh, I feel like officiating has been under a, yes. a, a great deal of scrutiny in 2023. Good call. Good call. Officiating. What are you going to do about this officiating? Right, right, right. And if and if you and I, I don't think you and I are going to get to go to that press conference, even if we wanted to, Seth. And here's why: Mike Florio. I want to bust down the son of a son of a gum door. Well, yeah, you know damn it. You know who's going to be running in right behind you? Who? Michael Florio. That's who. Check this out. Florio puts this on his website, Pro Football Talk. And we know if you listen to this show, we get amused by the things that Florio gets overly agitated about. Um, he's a guy, he's a rules and regs guy for sure. Big time. He really like he starts. He'll go on. It it was kind of like me. I, I Brandy told me I was I was starting to I was hitting the um the uh, the defending the Lions in their fourth down decision making. I was defending Dan Campbell a little too. I, I was getting a little obsessed with <laughs> okay. it. Okay. I was. She's like Seth. You're just you probably got to let this die. Okay. And I'm like, but I, but people need to know. He's like Seth. You you. She said you're a little Florio right now. Like, okay. I, <laughs> I just use Florio. That as was like the beast master to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just calm me right down. Okay. I got Florio. Right. 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 Like in the recent past, we've seen Florio probably do ten too many posts on Tyreek Hill's possible divorce. Um, yeah. Jonathan Gannon possibly being tampered with while he was oh, the, the DC. legal tampering, right. he, the tampering, he goes in deep on that. Stuff. Right. Yeah. I don't know what the shelf life will be for his latest co-celebre, but here's what it is. If you want to attend commission, this is Florio talking now. If you want to attend Roger Goodell's Super Bowl press conference, you'd better get to Las Vegas earlier and you'd better hope for an invitation. This year, the NFL is moving the Goodell press availability to Monday for years. It was on Friday when Maximum Media were in town, and they were present for the shotgun-style Q&A. Several years ago, or longer, it moved to Wednesday. Now it's moving to Monday. It's also an invitation-only event, and I did not get an invitation. Oh, snap. Man. (laughs) (laughs) Not you, Florio. You're the best aggregator there is. How are you going (laughs) to... 
<laughs> you need to be you need to be there to watch the people who are going to write the news that you aggregate. <laughs> I want to look him in the eye. <laughs> I want to watch him answer That's the question great. that somebody else asks That's and great. then writes about. I want to be in the room with the people whose news I'm going to aggregate. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, okay, Florio do you, does break news every now and then every when now and the then. agent spoon feeds. Him he, he, he's connected. Yeah. He's connected. Yeah. yeah. Um, do, would you like to know what question he would ask, given the opportunity, Mike Florio? Yes. If invited, I would have tried to ask a version of the same question I posed on Tuesday to NFL Executive VP of Communications, Public Affairs, and Policy Jeff Miller, especially with the Super Bowl being played for the first time. In the epicenter of American gambling. Okay, Florio, this is a... Yeah. You know what? Good topic. I was sitting here talking about officiating. Gambling, big topic right now, especially with the Super Bowl in Vegas. Here's his question. Here's how he would phrase it. Mr. Commissioner. I'll bet you would say that. I don't that. think he would say that. No, I don't either. In 2012, you said this. Okay. If gambling is permitted freely on sporting events, normal incidents of the game, such as bad snaps, drop passes, turnovers, penalties, and play calling inevitably will fuel speculation, distrust, and accusations of point-shaving or game-fixing. In nearly six years since the Supreme Court, and that's the end of Goodell's quote, this is Florio, in nearly six years since the Supreme Court opened the floodgates for state-by-state legalized sports betting, do you believe that speculation is happening? And what is the NFL doing to counter it or prevent it? So the speculation Mm -hmm. that janky plays of penalties and drop passes if it's connected uh, to gambling. there is a very easy answer to that, um, in that it's anything like if anything, like everything else, when when you let things see the light of day, um, that it, it actually gets easier to police things like that. And having the big gambling houses and sponsors on board, like they have the most advanced technology there is to detect when things are askew. So. Um, that's the first part of like the substantive part of it. And then the PR side of it is, okay, what, that's a good question. I don't know what the answer to that would be. Like, how do you counteract? Like, okay, you guys kind of made light of the whole NFL is scripted thing. I don't know if that was necessarily the best tactic. Like for the NFL, who's stodgy as hell about most things and never has any fun. The fact that they decided to have fun with the NFL is scripted part of it. Like, I don't know if that was the right choice for them because the people that believe that stuff are just, I mean, like they're not participating in the joke. No. Um, so that's a good question, Florio. I think it I is take too. it back. You I know, feel like Florio's feel like he's feels somehow jaded, like he wasn't allowed to see the corpse of Bin Laden or something. <laughs> like he needed to be in on that too. Right. Right. How come everybody? I need to be invited for <laughs> I'm all this. Part of the all inner the, circle. The, the important stuff needs to be seen by me. Remember those like five journalists that were allowed to see the deflated footballs? Yeah, too? yeah, yeah. I think fewer. I think fewer people got to see the deflated footballs than got to see Bin Laden's, Bin Laden's corpse. corpse. But we're supposed to take everybody's word for it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Florio says this. I mean, he goes on to talk about his question. He says it's a fair question. It's a necessary question. Yeah. And he'd really want to press Goodell on it. Um, he says Florio says more people than ever believe the fixes in thanks to legalized gambling. What is the NFL doing about it? Will the NFL even acknowledge that it's happening? Do you feel like more and more people think well, the fix is in? This is where he that's where he makes a mistake, as you know. Like you better you better You're like, speaking for well, people. He better have that he better have data to back that up. Yeah. Like uh, like like I if I were Goodell, 
I would add the first question I'd be was like, well, do you have like I would it'd be an honest question. It's like, do you have evidence that more people than ever? Right. Because then all of a sudden Florio's in the position of either he has that information or he's like, well, you know, I just uh, based on my aggregation, I feel right, like it probably right. is. You should see uh, my yeah. Twitter feed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got all kinds of people coming at me with theories on the games being fixed. And but maybe so it does. Yeah. Maybe it does have that data. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I, 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 I don't know either. I, I don't, um, I don't know. Like I, I see more and more like silly conspiracy theories about scripted games and oh this referee is officiating I, that game and so forth. I, I just I, I see more conspiracy theories about everything in general in life right, now. Right. Because it's all out there yeah. and I think people have gotten smarter and smarter at how to like <laughs> how to find the little the little loopholes in our psychology to mm-hmm. make us believe the conspiracy theories. Yeah. yeah. That's a scary place out there right now. It is. So I just, yeah, at some point, you know, Brandy and I are just getting, uh, we're just getting our catch of weapons uh, fortified. And we'll be <laughs> and bottle, yeah. plenty of bottled water. Yeah. We don't know who to believe, so we're just going to shoot anybody that comes to the door, basically, <laughs> is what I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, this goes back to you asking me what I could possibly help with on a plane if somebody were sick or injured oh, on yeah. the plane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> text texter i can do amputations cuts and stuff like that because i do tree work and i've cut myself a few times oh cut yeah. my skin with a chainsaw kickback it was a Whoa. clean cut chip Dude. tooth caught my chin and then it bounced off my steel toe boots oh man chainsaws are no joke Dude. sean I- you cannot be drunk when you're operating a chainsaw <laughs> i'm sorry i don't okay. i know you're really it was only about it. a couple of times <laughs> what's the big deal <laughs> they are you know what happens with chainsaws sometimes is people kind of get it's weird they're almost like they're such incredible machines that you almost forget like how lethal and sharp and deadly it is and people almost is like they'll they'll like try to stop the chain with their hand like so, like really really stupid stuff yeah because it just doesn't it doesn't compute somehow talk about like loopholes in your psychology there's something about a chainsaw that turns some people into just like to, to doing the most moronic things that they would never think they would actually do I was walking the neighborhood the other day and there was a there was a, a landscaping crew out in front of a house and the guy had his back to me and he, it wasn't a chainsaw but it was like one of those those long saws, those long devices that you hold that as a trimmer, saw at the end of it pruning, to trim trees, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was doing the ring, ring. He's trying to start it up, and I'm walking like right towards it, right as he's starting it up. And I make this beeline around him and walk into the street. And he looks at me. He's like, "It's okay, it's okay." I'm like, "No, no, dude. I <laughs> I'll walk the extra ten feet." He's got a motorized death sickle. Yeah, what yeah. And you no? seem very anxious to start this. It, I think you care about that tree more than you care about my limbs. So yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep moving here. Um, text message, Goodell will talk gambling and diversity. For sure, those will be two topics. I agree with that. Um, same, uh, Different text there. Absolutely, officiating should be called on the carpet at the press conference. On the carpet. Okay. No, it is. Okay, so, no, I'm glad that. Thank you, listener, for bringing that back around. Um, the, the officiating is tricky. There's something about me where I, like, I don't, maybe it's the, the wannabe businessman in me. You look at... You look at other sports where you've got full-time umpires, full-time NBA officials, full-time hockey refs, and it makes sense because they play every day of the week, right. you know, during the season. Yep. Football, they don't one crew works one game per week, and I almost there is a part of me that wonders like, all right, it's like it's not even the money of it. It's just like, what are they working on the rest of the week? It's they've got to sit down and do reports and watch film and know what the other team's going to do. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but it's not the same as going out there and actually working every night of the week. I don't uh, like. Uh, I guess that's. I guess the simple answer is like, yeah, they got to figure out. They're going to do homework. They're going to be graded. They're going to just get better at and, and smoother with the operation, and maybe work as a crew more. Maybe go. You know what? Maybe go out and do some high school games. Just to work as a crew, yeah, maybe just to get some extra reps. That, that, yeah. That's always been my question. It the the we'll make them full time has always felt like one of those things that people say to sound smart about it. And then when you yeah. ask, like, okay, well, what would that full time job look like? What would they be doing seven days a week, fifty two weeks a year? Yeah, yeah. To to <laughs> yeah. fill that time, like that's especially that part of it is the entire. Well, I guess you know the NBA refs and everybody else, like they get a full off season off. So that part of it is it gets it turns into a really luke. You know what? I mean, that's it becomes a pretty damn lucrative job, and uh, with nice off days, and that makes it highly coveted, which is that that much more incentive to do it. Like a lot, of, like a lot of right now, it's guys that already have good jobs. Yeah. Which tends to take up a lot of time and energy, right? Um, and then they also go and do a football game here and there, yeah, <laughs> like every week. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to figure out why it feels like it's gotten worse. And I, sometimes I feel like maybe we just have way too many angles on things. Like we just have. I think yeah. I think high definition yeah, doesn't, doesn't help. And then they've asked them to. They ask them to do more. Yeah, like they were not sitting back there trying to. Basically, act like a gymnastics judge every time a quarterback gets hit. Correct. You know, like they're like uh, like trying to decipher all these different things that can happen. I yep. think that makes it difficult. Uh, John Lopez is here. So, John, I I um I'm a loophole, as you know. I know it. Um, I listen to the show. I don't get to li- some days. I don't get to listen to the whole show. So yesterday, I was getting ready to go on my walk, and it was mm-hmm. about one thirty, and I I dip in on in the loop because mm-hmm. that's what I listen to mm-hmm. when I'm on my walk. And I, I came on, and you were in a heated discussion with a caller, it sounded like. Oh, yeah. about And I didn't know what it was about because I hadn't seen the Mark Andrews is yeah. an American Hero story yeah. where he helped save that woman on a Southwest flight. So mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was about. Um, and so I, I haven't gone back and listened to it. <laughs> okay. What exactly were you being yelled at for? By uh, that so he said that there were all kinds of holes in uh, Mark Andrews' story. He was a... Uh, a first responder. He, okay. he was a paramedic. Okay, and and said uh, thank him for his service. Uh, we did, and uh, and, and but he was saying there's all kinds of holes in the story that can't be true, uh, because most doctors and nurses know right away, you know that uh, it could be high blood sugar, and you can get those uh, blood sugar tests uh, at CVS or wherever. Yeah, and I was like, that's not true. I mean, a lot of doctors. Can can fumble like everybody else. Yeah, and he stood up and said it, and uh, said that this this happened. And I'm like, uh, you're kind of making assumptions about the assumptions. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. So so yeah, we got into it. Okay, yeah, you got into it a little bit. All right, uh, yeah. So. You might have been a doctor of letters. Yeah, like yeah, he was a philosophy professor <laughs> right, or something. Right, I, right. I contended that tried he, to talk to the prison about the meaningless of life. Right, anyway, right, don't worry, it's all meaningless. President uh, of some university, <laughs> Dr. Mark Jones. Andrews. Mark, Mark Andrews is like, wait a second though, but let's try to save it anyway. <laughs> uh, as much as uh, we obviously you know respect the work that he did, I said that he's one of those guys that in our world would say. Well, as a season ticket holder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. think. That's a good analogy. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, but Landry is trying to get under your skin a little bit, saying that that guy took you to the woodshed. Yeah, uh, and that is news how. <laughs> That's the third segment where that Water happened on the show. Yeah, wet. yeah. David ends in water. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. What are, you, um, what are you most excited about for next week? Uh, really just, you know, the, 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 the kind of the bedlam. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, ever after every uh, 
home game and road game, I do something called passing thoughts on yeah, just yeah. everything I'm kind a of loophole. stream of stream of consciousness kind of thing. I'm gonna do passing thoughts every day. Oh, on Vegas, uh, on just yeah, life yeah. in Vegas. Do you plan on um, do you plan on Ubering or walking to the venue? Probably a little bit of both, because okay, that'll be better passing. I'm a little thoughts, worried about our shirt situation. Oh, really? We only have four shirts, and we're gonna be doing a lot of walking. Yeah, but Which I look. The high is supposed to be like fifty-two. You get a little rank by the end of the week, I think. So you may have to do some laundry. <laughs> yeah, you might have to do some yeah, laundry. Might have to do some laundry. Landry's I usually do. I do laundry while I'm traveling a lot. So I'll just if you want to yeah. throw yours in with mine. Yeah, I'll we'll do, do that. We'll <laughs> Seth's do gonna that. do our laundry. Remember in San Francisco, I found that bar laundry that was oh, also yeah. a comedy club at yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good get. Yeah, yeah. Had, going out to do laundry when you're on vacation is actually one of the best ways to get to know a city. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the prostitutes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> And there will be those in Vegas. It's legal in Nevada. Um, how you doing, Landry? I'm living great, man. Are you ready? You ready for next week? I mean, this is your uh, trip. I feel like you're. Yeah. I feel like you're almost our quasi travel agent. Yeah, I'm, on this I'm, thing. I'm pretty pumped, man. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, yeah. it'll be a uh, relaxing time. Yeah, I'm Should having. Be, what I just found. Radio Row from 14 sushi. years ago. Good for you, John. Way wow. to make it about you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Landry's taking us out for sushi on uh, Sunday night. Yeah, yeah this is uh, this is uh, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, the sushi, and then yeah, I, I got I got four reservations I think throughout the throughout the week. I've got one that's an adjunct to one of yours. Yeah, oh, only, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm just climbing on the Landry yeah. train. That, so that I'm restaurant good. on Tuesday is is legit, man. That's like uh, Italian, our, one, our right? big boss Sarah Fraser uh, frequents the place. It's kind of like a dive hole in the wall. And this didn't travel well with time, but I still look at it as cool. So you can cancel me if you'd like. But there's like a there's like pictures of celebrities in this place. It's like a mafia style place. Yeah. And one of the pictures they've kind of pushed it further to the back over time, but it's still there. It was Bill Cosby shirtless partying in the restaurant? Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> well, I ain't, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. It's got to be good if it's a dive hole. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 